Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It was in the early hours of the morning, on the 26th of September last year. It began with a rumble down in the murky depths of the Baltic Sea. Something had clearly gone wrong, as giant bubbles burst up to the surface of the sea and rippled out beyond. 70 metres below sea level, gas is escaping from the Nord Stream pipelines. Like a boiling cauldron. The busy Baltic Sea bursting with gas from ruptured Russian Nord Stream reinforced pipelines. At three minutes past two, seismologists in nearby Denmark and Sweden noticed tremors out at sea. Within moments, the Nord Stream pipelines, which deliver gas from Russia to Germany, had sprung four separate leaks. And when investigators went down to the seabed, and found traces of explosives, it was clear that this was no accident. NATO this morning calling those mysterious leaks in the Nord Stream pipelines sabotage. What unfolded reads like an international Agatha Christie whodunit, with a string of suspects, plenty of red herrings, and accusations flying across the world. So who had the motive, the means and the opportunity to carry out such an audacious act of sabotage? You're listening to Stories of Our Times from The Times and The Sunday Times. I'm Manveen Rana. Today, who blew up the Nord Stream pipeline? My name is Mark Bennett. I'm a foreign correspondent for The Times. I was based in Russia until last year, and now I'm covering Russia and Ukraine. Mark, this particular story starts in September, deep in the Baltic Sea. What actually happened? Well, yeah, the crime scene, as it were, lies at the bottom of the Baltic Sea in the very chilly waters off the Danish island of Bornholm, which is quite close to Sweden's southern coastline. And... Powerful explosions ruptured the Nord Stream 1 and Nord Stream 2 underwater gas pipelines that brought gas from Russia to Germany. This was an unprecedented attack on European infrastructure and one of the most spectacular attacks in the 21st century. And as we will see, it's also one of the most mysterious. 
Seismologists in Sweden and Denmark say two sharp spikes in undersea activity indicate possible explosions. Scientists recorded explosions in the Baltic Sea before detecting three simultaneous leaks. So there were three blasts, three very powerful blasts, which have been compared to huge car bombs in explosive power that tore through Nord Stream's steel and concrete reinforced pipes, sending up bubbles of methane gas to the surface. Danish police say the damage was, quote, caused by powerful explosions. These new underwater images you're seeing there show gaping holes in Nord Stream 1. The shockwaves were immediately detected in Sweden and Denmark. Um, teams were sent out to investigate. And Mark, before we get to the investigations, just stepping back from the crime scene for a moment, for people who haven't followed it very closely, just remind us, what exactly is the Nord Stream pipeline? The Nord Stream pipeline consists of Nord Stream 1 and Nord Stream 2. And these are underwater gas pipelines that took 15 years to construct and at a total cost of 20 billion. They supplied vast amounts of Russian gas to Germany, which then shifted out to countries in Central Europe. The pipelines are by Nord Stream AG, which is a Swiss company, but its major shareholder is Gazprom, the Russian energy giant, the Russian Kremlin-controlled energy giant. And why would it have been a target at all? Well, that very much depends on who targeted it, which at this point in time, we don't know. But what we do know is that this was a massive instrument of geopolitical influence for the Kremlin, which would have yoked Europe to Russian gas for decades to come. Ever since that attack on the pipeline, you know, we've now heard of a number of official investigations taking place to work out what exactly happened and who was behind it. Just talk us through the different investigations that are being carried out. Well, there are three separate investigations which are still ongoing, being carried out by teams in Germany, Denmark and Sweden. As far as I am aware, they're not sharing information with each other or cooperating because of security concerns. Again, this is what we understand. They've been using satellite images, underwater sensors, submarines, but the investigation has been complicated by the fact that Although it's not particularly deep, the site is covered in the kind of debris from the attacks. And also you have three explosions in different locations. So it appears to be a very complicated process to find the fingerprints, as it were, of the actors responsible for the blasts. We don't know what they found so far. We don't even know if they will share their results. They said it was sabotage, but they haven't said anything else. And none of the three investigations have said who they believe to be guilty, apart from the fact there definitely was sabotage. So without knowing where they've got to with their official investigations, you know, this does feel like a crime scene. It does, does feel like an incredible mystery. Who are the main suspects at this stage? There are a number of suspects. And one analyst I, I spoke to said that all and any of the suspects had potential motives. And um, he compared the mystery to an Agatha Christie novel in which any of the characters involved could potentially have benefited from the crime. And as yet, we don't know who they are. The main suspect, as far as the West is concerned, is Russia. And then Russia has accused the United States and the British Royal Navy. And Ukraine has come under suspicion, as has Poland. 
it's quite a diverse cast of characters. Yes, it certainly is. Just talk us through that. So you've got a list of suspects there. If this was an Agatha Christie, you'd be gathering them in the library to try and work out what their motivations mm-hmm. would be. Just take us through the first one. So the West are blaming Russia. Well, the West isn't officially blaming Russia. Western officials have kind of hinted that they think it was Russia, sometimes quite quite overtly, but there hasn't been any formal accusation from a Western country so far that it was definitely Russia. And just explain the logic of that, because I think for a lot of people listening, they'll wonder why Russia would want to blow up its own pipeline. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are indeed very confused as to why Russia would spend more than a decade and around $20 billion building pipelines, which would boost its geopolitical influence in Europe to unprecedented levels and then blow them up. Some explanations have been put forward by Western officials, analysts. The most common one is that it was a form of kind of hybrid warfare carried out by the Kremlin. Just explain that. Well, I mean, we've seen kind of cyber attacks in the past by the Kremlin. We've seen Kremlin agents poison people, including in Britain, elsewhere in Europe. We've seen disinformation by the Kremlin. And the logic is that this was another in this campaign of Kremlin warfare to kind of sow terror and panic in Europe. Also, it's been suggested that Russia could have done done it to signal that it has the ability and the capability to target other infrastructure within Western Europe and possibly within America as well. Um, There's another theory that it was done because there were some people in Moscow who wanted the pipelines to reopen again. Russia had closed down the pipelines after the war started and reduced the amount of gas that was being shipped to Germany. And some people think that this may have been an act by hardliners in Moscow who wanted to end the conversation about whether the pipeline should be reopened, whether the the shipments of gas to Europe should be resumed by essentially destroying it. In the case of no pipeline, no problem. That's interesting. So it would be a statement as much to people inside Russia as to Europe. Well, personally, I can't really see that there would be people in Russia who would have the political clout to be able to make that argument and that it would be taken seriously. I mean, they would just be told to shut up. I don't think it would take the destruction of the pipeline to silence them. But it's a theory. I mean, it's all of, all of the theories being put around. In terms of the idea that it, this is hybrid warfare, I mean, for people who haven't encountered it much, it, it is quite mind-bending. Just explain what Russia's purpose would be. What's their end game? Well, as I said, I mean, some people think it was an attempt to cause panic in Europe, to signal the Kremlin's willingness to take such drastic steps to essentially send a signal to the West that, look, we blew up our own pipeline, we can blow up your energy infrastructure as well. But again, I I think this logic is very convoluted. And um, while I'm not ruling out Kremlin did it, uh, I can't really see why they would blow up their own pipelines. If it happened before the war, then possibly it could have been like a false flag operation. Mm, That is something Russia does. Yeah, but this was in September. It didn't need a false flag operation for anything, and nothing followed it. I mean, there weren't any attacks on Western energy infrastructure. So the false flag theory also seems weak. Yeah, and with a false flag, so this is where you attack yourself, but you make it look like Mm -hmm. somebody else did it. And the Russians use that quite a lot, but they usually advertise it quite a lot beforehand. So whenever they've done it in recent years, they usually come out and say... 
we have intelligence to say we're about to be attacked in this place and then they are attacked and they automatically blame the people mm -hmm. they said would do it even if they've done it themselves so there wasn't much advertising of this I mean the reaction initially was the British Royal Navy did it Russia named its new prime suspect accusing the UK of being behind the attack. According to available information, representatives of this unit of the British Navy took part in the planning, backup and carrying out of this terrorist attack in the Baltic Sea. And then it was America who did it. We are also preparing a kind of report into what has happened over the past year and what we managed to uncover. And it is not just about the US being directly involved in the explosions on the Nord Stream pipelines. Whereas um, other attacks which have been carried out by Russia, such as the poisonings in Salisbury and the downing of MH17, we've then seen a massive kind of disinformation campaign by Russian state television suggesting just outlandish things, you know, like Ukraine shot down MH17 because it, they thought it was Putin's private jet or the plane had been packed with bodies from the other Malaysian Airlines plane that went missing and then deliberately brought down in eastern Ukraine to make the Kremlin look bad. But we didn't see any of this. We just saw a very consistent line like that it was the West, basically. So as far as Russia is concerned, it's Britain or America. What evidence are Western officials saying might be available to show that this is Russia after all? Nothing so far. There hasn't been any forensic evidence brought forward. Nothing has been presented to prove that Russia did it. Is there any rational reason why they would? I mean, essentially, it comes down to blowing up something which benefits you. Russia agrees that the damage was caused by sabotage, but it has pointed fingers at the United States and its allies. Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov. This investigation was set up inherently to put the blame on Russia. Furthermore, just elementary logic is needed to understand that such sabotage damages Russian interests on a large scale. Is there a sense that, given that the three investigations that are going on at the moment are all European countries who, who aren't working together or comparing notes, is there a sense that maybe it's just managed to sow a, a seed of distrust in Europe? Well, as far as the Times knows, the Germans are open to the idea that it was a Western country who carried out the bombings in order to, to blame Russia. Coming up, could the culprit be America or one of its allies? That's in just a moment. I'm Fiona Hamilton, the crime and security editor of The Times. I cover breaking stories from terrorist attacks to the world of organized crime, and I love delving into what's really going on in policing. I can only do this thanks to the subscribers of The Times and The Sunday Times. Subscribe today by visiting thetimes.co.uk forward slash stories of our times. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about... 
work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, Mark, talk us through the idea that this was a country in the West. You know, Russia has clearly accused Britain and America for attacking the pipeline. Why would America be interested? Well, potentially, again, I'm not saying it was America, but potentially for a number of reasons which, on the surface at least, appear to be more likely than motives which have been ascribed to the Kremlin. Firstly, Washington was concerned that the pipeline would give the Kremlin far too much political influence in Europe at a time when relations between Moscow and the West were the lowest, at least since the Cold War, if not ever. It was basically seen as the weaponization of energy by the Kremlin and that it would give the Kremlin the potential to turn on and turn off the gas as it saw fit in order to punish or reward European countries for their stances which essentially we saw happen when the war started. Um, Russia started yeah. to suspend shipments. I mean, America had made it clear, you know, in political and diplomatic terms, that they wanted Germany, for example, to change its energy relationship, its energy reliance on, on Russia. Some of the people who point the finger at America point to one particular incident. Just paint a picture of what happened so two weeks before Russia invaded Ukraine, Chancellor Schultz of Germany visited Washington for talks with President Biden. Well, I'll take a, a couple questions each. Uh, uh, Reuters, and Je- uh, Andrea, for you guys the first question. Thank you, Mr. President, and uh, thank you, Chancellor Schultz. And Biden made a very specific pledge. If Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the, uh, the, the border of Ukraine again, then uh, there, will be, uh, we, there will be no longer a Nord Stream 2. We, we will bring an end to it. Which was the second pipeline which Russia had built, but hadn't yet gone into operation. Asked exactly how he would do that. How will you do that exactly, since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control? He said, I promise you. We will, uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. To clarify, the comments were made in the context of sanctions that could be imposed on Nord Stream 2 in the event of an invasion by Russia. So when taken kind of out of context, well, it looks like a smoking gun, to be honest, unless you figure in the fact that remarks were made during a discussion on how America would freeze Nord Stream 2. And to be fair, sanctioning Nord Stream 2 would be much easier than 
blowing it up and potentially offending some of your allies. Well, yeah, I mean, the pipeline was controlled by Germany, the company that ran it. Its major shareholder was Russia, and Russia had pumped billions into it. But Germany also had a not insignificant role and interest in the pipeline. Also, other analysts, Western analysts, have said that while these comments taken out of context kind of look very incriminating, we should also remember that the Biden administration had actually waived sanctions against the Nord Stream pipeline in 2021. That's interesting. So again, the man is saying it would be quite a radical change for America to turn around and bomb it. I mean, when you put it like that, it does seem very unlikely. Well, I mean, essentially it would be an act of war against Russia. When they've been very reluctant to have anything that might lead to an acceleration towards war. Yeah, I mean, it would risk escalating the tensions between America and Russia, but it would also spark a massive diplomatic crisis between Washington and Berlin as well. So if America did do it, it was a very risky move. Which does make it seem unlikely. A new revelation broke this week about what caused last year's explosion of Nord Stream gas pipelines in the Baltic Sea. Investigative journalist Seymour Hirsch alleges the U.S. is behind the attacks. In the last week, the American reporter Seymour mm -hmm. Hirsch has claimed that he has evidence that it might be. Tell us a bit mm -hmm. about that. So Hirsch is a veteran American investigative journalist who, during his very long career, broke massive stories such as the slaughter of Vietnamese civilians by American troops in Vietnam at Mai Lai. In recent years, his reporting has become more fringe, let's put it that way, such as he's reported that bin Laden is still alive, that Assad didn't use chemicals against Syrian civilians. And then last week, he came out with a story citing anonymous sources, which detailed American divers had blown up the pipelines and that it hadn't needed approval by Congress because of Biden's comments. So the goal had already been stated and it was no longer kind of a special secret operation. It was just an operation that needed to be carried out, which seems slightly far-fetched. I mean, personally, I don't rule out at all that it was America, but I don't think Hirsch has sources who would spill the beans, as it were. But following the publication of Seymour Hirsch's reporting, Russia's foreign ministry spokeswoman, Maria Zakharova, called for NATO to hold an emergency meeting to discuss his findings. There are more than enough facts here. The explosion of the pipeline, the presence of a motive, circumstantial evidence obtained by journalists. So when will an emergency NATO summit meet to review the situation? Where does that leave us? You know, if we are sort of gathering the Agatha Christie suspects, if it was Russia, it would have been hybrid warfare or it would have been a potential power struggle between people inside Russia and people who wanted to make sure that the pipeline wasn't put back into action, which does seem like a, a, a better reason. But even so, they would be destroying a, a massive piece of their own infrastructure. Mm -hmm. If it was Moscow, it wouldn't seem like a very wise decision unless Putin has become, as some fear, entirely irrational and... Um has lost his mind, to put it bluntly. I mean, I can't really see any other reason why Russia would do it. That said, a Ukrainian presidential advisor told me last week that Western countries have Russia all wrong and that it's ill-advised to seek logic in the actions of the Kremlin because we're dealing with an, an irrational player, as in Putin. And 
that we shouldn't kind of view him through the prism of Western and, as he put it, Ukrainian logic. And then the Kremlin is ready to do anything that it thinks through its own kind of warped worldview will be to its benefit or will intimidate Europe and the West. Which, if it's true, is quite worrying and frightening, especially in the context of um, Russia's nuclear threats. And Mark, having talked through the motivations of each of the main players of the suspects, just talk us very quickly through the means. You know, from the investigations that are happening, they've determined that it's sabotage. But is this a sort of sabotage that anybody could do? Or does it have to be a state? I mean, would you need serious explosives? Mm, Yeah, I mean, the capabilities, most experts say, to blow up steel and concrete reinforced pipes. It wouldn't just be a case of like an amateur diver going down with, in his frog mask and putting a few limpid mines on the side and hoping for the best. This would have to be in a very neat operation with explosives possibly being dropped by plane or helicopter or passing ships in advance and then detonated at a distance. And so it, it seems as if it would have to be in a state or or if it was a non-state actor, then it would have to be extremely powerful. But it's hard to see who even if it was a non-state actor, who exactly would have benefited from doing this right now? Do you think we'll ever know? You know, there are these three investigations going on, but do you think we'll ever find out who was actually responsible? My gut feeling is that we won't find out for many decades to come. And possibly by the time we do find out, no one will really care. It will just kind of be a footnote in the newspaper that day, you know, and so-and-so has admitted to carrying out the Nord Stream Mm. bombings 65 years ago or something. (laughs) I think it's going to be one of the unsolved mysteries of the 21st century, at least for decades to come. You've been listening to Stories of Our Times, a podcast brought to you thanks to the subscribers of The Times and The Sunday Times, with me, Manveen Rana, and my guest, The Times foreign correspondent, Mark Bennett. You can read more of Mark's work at thetimes.co.uk with a subscription. The producer today was Edward Drummond. The executive producers were Kate Ford and James Shield. And sound design was by David Crackles. If you can, please do leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.